Okay. Uh, welcome to episode two of Marketing Minds Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sam Suhan, and we're going to talk a little bit about content marketing, especially when it comes to SEO, article writing. Uh, Sam is a uh, uh, freelance content writer that he does ghost writing, blog writing, all that sort of stuff, really focuses on B2B and does great work for people. And you may see him, catch him on LinkedIn. He's been real active lately and he puts a lot of great stuff out there. So Sam, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, uh, this is actually my first one. I've been invited to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, exciting stuff. I'm making my way there. Awesome, yeah. Time. I've been I've been seeing you everywhere on LinkedIn lately. Lately, you're really you know blowing up, and I think we run in a lot of the same circles. So mm-hmm. um, it just made sense. I thought you know I've seen a lot of your content, and we talk about a lot of the same things from a content first perspective, copywriting perspective, um, and, and a lot of your stuff really resonated with me. So I was like, I got to get this guy on. We got to chat because I'm sure yeah, we, can, awesome. we can pull some good stuff out for the audience. Well, cool. So I always like to ask um, marketers that I bring on to, to give me a little bit of background about them. I think it's good for the audience, both who might not know you, um, as well as I just love hearing marketer stories of like how they got into this career. I found a lot of marketers don't go through the traditional path of like going and getting a degree and like knew from a young age that they wanted to be a marketer. Like it's super common that like the best marketers have somehow fallen into this career through through other means and i'm really curious how you got into marketing and and when you knew that this was you know where you wanted to be in your life Mm -hmm. well you know it's funny you said yeah i'm definitely not the person who like wanted got a degree in marketing decided this wanted to do it um so yeah i got into free okay i'm gonna go all the way back um to last year i mean really i've been doing this for not even a year um i learned about affiliate marketing um, I learned about affiliate marketing. I learned about, uh, someone talking about how much money they're making with it. And I was like, well, you know, that's crazy. I had to look into it. And so I just Googled, you know, affiliate marketing, like learning what it is. And then I, uh, I ran into a website, um, by a dude named Adam on You might've heard of him. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, yes, yeah, so I read his article about affiliate marketing and starting a blog and everything. And I was like, well, you know, the, the insane amount, of, I mean, he was just printing cash and he still does printing yeah. cash for the affiliate marketing. So I'm like, well, you know, it, it, this is worth a shot. Um, and so I I started my own website first. I did not do what he said to do. I did it on Wix, which is a mistake. I, I ended up having <laughs> to remake my website on WordPress. So I started my blog and uh, I would just kind of casually, you know, I, I, I was still doing school at the time. I was kind of casually investing time into it. And then I guess, let's say exactly a year ago, I'd say I was like, hey, I want to get serious about this and start growing it. So I started doing guest posting and started, um, I got my first, my feet wet with um, article writing by guest posting um, for all sorts of blogs, all sorts of websites to get links to my website, which did really good. Um, I I was, I was impressing myself with the amount of websites I was writing for. I was, I did not realize, I mean, I had pretty good, pretty good at writing, even um, as, you know, as green as I was at the time. <laughs> um, so I was just guest posting, guest posting. And eventually, um, I was, I wanted to guest post for a, a SAS called a pointlet, which is a lot like, I think it's called Calendly. It was like the most, it's, mm-hmm. it's basically like, you know, uh, an open calendar software that you yeah. have an open schedule, you know, you understand how it is. And so the, um, 
the content manager was basically well, was like, yeah, I have an article for you, but it's a, a lot more work than I would reasonably expect from a guest post writer. So I'd like to pay you for it. And the pay, you know, it, it wasn't that much, but at the time I was like, you know, I had no idea. So this is like, yeah. wow, is this like, like a lot? You're going to pay I, me for this? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I never, um, I never been paid. I, I was just like, I felt like there's so, so much responsibility. It's like, wow, someone's actually paying me to write. So I did it. I actually did a really good job. Um, you know, I've come a long way as a writer, but even going back to that piece, um, it still looks, still reads pretty well. It's very, you know, has the investigative, you know, journalistic aspect that makes content great. Yeah. Um, so that was a promising good start. And so um, I, 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 you know, I kept guest posting, but did that. But then uh, I was talking to someone else and I kind of realized, well, you know, I'm still going to grow my blog, but it's probably going to take a few years. So in the meantime, I need to find alternative, you know, means of income. Yeah. And so I just was like, okay, well, I'm going to use the same strategies that I use to get guest posts to get content writing jobs. Like I, the exact same strategies. I loaded up a campaign on Hunter um, you know, the, the drip campaign, et cetera, et cetera, finding people from LinkedIn, emailing them. And so, yeah, I was able to get like four or five companies working for really quickly. Um, and I haven't really done any outreach for a while. Yeah. I've done a pretty good job. So I've either the, the new clients I've gotten, I've gotten from LinkedIn. So really yeah. haven't had to do that, but yeah, so I've, I've had a done really well with the content writing. And so, you know, from, I, I started doing, I guess, seriously started doing freelance writing in May. And I kept doing that for going solid for a few months until I wanted to apply for civic, a specific position uh, at a company called Grizzle, which you may have heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did their, their freelance like onboarding sort of like paid interview thing where you write for yeah. them. And so I passed the first level. But then I did the second level and I actually got rejected, which is the first time I've ever been rejected for anything related to writing because I was so used to everyone telling me, oh, you're such a great writer. You do so good. Yeah. And so that was like a huge wake up call. I I, I like had to like I, I was like, you know, floored and I was like, OK, I really need to learn what makes great content writing. So I did at least stop since course. And that was very, very enriching. Like I learned a ton that was transformative. And just, you know, took the time to really learn what makes great content. And then I actually ended up doing, uh, convincing him to let me apply again. And I did it and he actually accepted it. Um, there you so, go. <laughs> yeah, that's my trial. So that's, that's, I mean, and then, you know, I've, I don't want to go too much potato. And then I sort of branched out into LinkedIn and stuff, but yeah, that that's in broad terms, my journey thus far into yeah. marketing, content marketing. That's cool. You know, I really, I, I really like the idea of like you just wanted to build your own thing at first you know even like the it was like the affiliate marketing things like what got you excited i find that it's like often what gets marketers into marketing is like some little like nugget of marketing a little piece a little corner that like gets you excited and and piques your interest enough and then like along the way you might completely pivot you know and and like you did like focusing more on like the content writing and like the freelance writing and stuff and like less so the affiliate stuff, which was what originally got you even like on the path, but like, you know, over time what you value and, and, and what you learn along the way changes. And so you kind of like adapt into the career that you end up in. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I have some similar stuff there where like I heard about the affiliate marketing stuff thought that was really interesting. I heard about the copywriting stuff early on in my career, thought that was really interesting. Um, and you know, like the, the, I think one of the big things, um, 
that really originally got me into marketing was that um, like I was always a persuasive writer, like, it, you know, even like high school, elementary school, like the early grade mm-hmm. levels, you know, like yeah, doing like writing for classes. I was always like, if you ever get like those teachers that are like, you have to have your commas in the right places and you have to like never do a run on sentence and like, you know, all the grammar stuff was like how they graded. I would like yeah. have terrible results. Like they, they would always hate yeah. me. Like my grammar was, I was <laughs> never on point. But then when I had those teachers that were like more, more they cared about like the story and they cared more about like the emotions and they cared about like the persuasiveness of my writing, like flying colors on all of those. And mm-hmm. so like, I, I really found that like, I, I loved that concept of like, don't follow the traditional rule set and yeah. like rather like create content that people actually enjoy to read. And so like, that's what like initially like sparked my interest in, in marketing and content writing. And obviously it evolved into so many other things like SEO and landing page work and paid ads and podcasting and, you know, writing a newsletter, mm-hmm. like all these yeah. things, they just like all branched off from that initial yeah. little, little seed of interest, you know? And mm-hmm. it sounds like you've had a similar thing where you, you had that original little seed of interest and just by doing and like building this thing, you know, and, and doing the guest posting. And then that turned into paid content writing jobs. And then now you're like really growing a following on LinkedIn and and pushing content there pretty much every day from what I could tell. Like it's, you know, it's really cool to see how like careers and in marketing can snowball from like the little tiniest seed of interest to, you know, just learning something new every week, every month, every year, like you look back, 365 days and you're like I was a completely different person with completely yeah. different abilities and like yeah so I think I think it's really cool you know so you kind of caught us up to speed of like where you're at now right like so you, you got into this this freelance copywriting thing you've built up your blog right you've got your site like you're doing all of that and, and even now like you haven't had to do outbound for a while because you know I assume part of it is like pushing that content on LinkedIn. Secondarily, mm-hmm. you have existing clients, so it's like less of a need, right? And so mm-hmm. now you're mostly relying on existing clients and inbound and referrals and those type of things, which is exactly where you want to be in your in your position. Yeah. So where where are you focused now? Like as you look to the next 365 days, outbound's not the priority. What mm-hmm. what what are you doing? What are your goals? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, my my main goal is to you know while continue to do my writing is to grow is to build. I hate to use buzzwords, but it's a good one. <laughs> passive income, passive yeah. income. Um, so yeah, I I'm building I'm building a LinkedIn audience, and I get really great engagement. So it's really reaching the point already, even with you know only about you know twenty three hundred followers that I, I really have like sort of a monetizable yeah. you know influence because just the engagement is so great. So, um, my next step actually is to do LinkedIn ghostwriting. I think yep. that there's a lot of room there for, for innovation for, or, and just the fact that I think it's pretty undersaturated, even like, yeah. like even not even filtering for people who are good at it or bad at it. Like, I just think it's flat out undersaturated. There's just not that mm-hmm. many people doing it. There's not. Um, and I, I've, I've spoke, like I read, um, there's a business insider article about it and I re- read it and I actually spoke to a lot of the people one-to-one because you know, those people are accessible, just messaging them through LinkedIn. Yep. And they're like, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're printing cash. Like they are making money. Like this is, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you and me both, you know, using LinkedIn, it's pretty obvious to see after investing in time in it for a while, how 
incredibly lucrative they can be. Of course. So, you know, companies, CEOs are paying people a lot of money to help grow their social presence. Um, and so that's, that's the direction I'm heading towards immediately. I also want to, um, of course I'm still doing, I'm still following the initial affiliate marketing goal. I'm still, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't think I published in a couple of weeks, but, um, in the past 30, 40 days I did, I have published a few pieces of my blog and they're doing pretty good. Um, and so, and I'm also, I do want to do a LinkedIn online course, you know, somewhere like Gumroad that I can update and constantly, you know, yeah. tweak to be better. But I do, I do want to publish that. So that would be some passive income too, along with affiliate marketing. Um, so yeah, that that's my main, those are my three goals right now on top of, of course, you know, developing content writing, gradually charging more yeah. and more with that. So yeah, that's, that's my main things right now. Yeah. You know, and you, you sort of touched on another thing, you know, in the idea of like passive income and, and LinkedIn ghostwriting and affiliate marketing and, you know, continuing to grow your blog and then continuing to do your sort of like freelance content writing and, and all of these things is like, that's another thing about marketers, especially if you learn to write and you learn to create content well for a variety of formats, whether it's shorthand like LinkedIn and and those type of things, or if it's emails or if it's blogs or if it's website pages, landing pages and those things, it's like just the basic skill of being able to use words to write well to be persuasive can be applied to so many different like pieces of business that whenever you go into trying to do something on your own, trying to be a freelancer, trying to start a small business, trying to build passive income that, you know, you have the root skill to do like 50 different things and, and Mm -hmm. all of them can lead you to income and all of them can lead you to revenue of, of different sizes. And so like, it's a really important thing, I think, you know, especially, you know, early career marketers, younger marketers who are trying to figure out like where their place is in, in a marketing team and a marketing department or just in the marketing world in general, like writing is one of those fundamental yeah, things. Absolutely. If you can get that skill down. You can do, you could do almost anything and it applies mm-hmm. to, and it's never going to go out of style. You know, you're never going to have a point where there's no need for an intelligent marketer to write, to write great copy. Like it's always going to exactly. be important. Um, well, that's great. You know, and, and I love the, you touched on the whole like LinkedIn ghostwriting thing. You know, there's some big names like Matt Barker, Luke Matthews that are like in that space, but like, I mean, and they're really the only ones that come to mind of like, cause mm-hmm. it, it's still such like an undersaturated place, yeah. you know, and, and even, you know, referencing Luke Matthews, like he recently launched uh, a new website that, that is like all his stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I, I've heard of it, but I think he's yeah, pretty think big on refresh myself. I'll, I'll check back. He's into, pretty big on LinkedIn. He's a good yeah, to follow. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, so like he launched his uh, website recently and it's like one of the first websites in Google search that is specifically targeted as LinkedIn ghostwriting. And in like two weeks after launching his brand new, never indexed website, he's like search engine rank one. And so like yeah. that just shows how little the competition is Yeah, because you can't do that with like almost <laughs> uh-huh. anything. You can't just like make a website and get rank one immediately. So yeah. it's definitely an undersaturated market. Um, and there are some really skilled LinkedIn writers, including yourself, um, you know, that, that just produce great content that gets great engagement. And there are so many CEOs, founders, even like 
you know, non-founders that are like exec level at companies that can establish themselves as leader in a marketplace, um, thought leaders, that, you know, it's an extremely valuable service. I see a future where every company's executive team, every single one of them either has a dedicated ghostwriter or, or a ghostwriter that handles, you know, the exec team as a whole. And each of them are developing their own thought leadership content, you know, to where every, every key rep- figure at a company is going to have thought leadership content coming out of their LinkedIn, whether they know how to write it or not, because like that people are what makes a brand and, and people yeah. are what, you know, consumers and customers and prospects and all of those things follow much less the company page, right? I'm going to yeah, get a lot absolutely. less excited if I see a new post on HubSpot's page than I am if the CEO of HubSpot posts yeah. a similar topic about some data or whatever. I'm going to get more excited about that that CEO's yeah. comment. And yeah. you know, so I think that's definitely the future. And there's a ton of space there um, for, for LinkedIn copywriting. Yeah, it's definitely the future. It's yeah. no question. Like, especially <laughs> now that like, I mean, advertising just in general is just more expensive than other more, like, sure. more competitive than other, but like the, the people who are making building personal brands on behalf, even just on behalf of their companies are, 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 you know, they're ep- almost ep- seemingly effortlessly, you know, really just rising shine industries. Like yep. nobody else you use can't beat one like human beings that you yeah. can't beat personability. Yeah. No brand is ever going to be um, just feeling like you're talking to a real human. Yeah. You can't just create a color and have a fancy logo mm-hmm. and a, and a, w- a website with a cool landing page and mm-hmm. be like, now this logo is going to talk to people and people are going to mm-hmm. care about it. It's got to yeah. be the people behind the logo. And, mm-hmm. and like, that's really like the big shift um, that that's happening in marketing is like, creation and content and people are like drifting more and more to the forefront and people are becoming more accessible to your point on LinkedIn. Like you could just DM these people and half the time, like they're going to answer you. And you know, like you could just have conversation with real people who are influent influential in their space or, or have mm-hmm. a name in their space, you know? And so, yeah, it, it's a really interesting time in marketing in general, but I want to pull back a little bit and try to get to a topic that I think is going to be really valuable for, for the listeners here. Um, you know, as someone who's now written a lot of content and, and speaking to the point of new, new marketers, new writers, trying to get into content writing, trying to, you know, learn that process, right? Like there's a thousand courses that people can take. Some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. Some of them are really in depth. Some are surface level, but let's just say for sake of the audience, they can't get, they can't find a course that they trust enough to spend the, the dollars that, that they're asking for, you know, what is your experience from like getting started in this space of like, how do you get quality content produced that even to your point of doing them for free, like here's a guest post to this website. How do you get them to say, yes, I want to do this. And then once you write, Right? How do you how do you you know ensure that that content you give them is something they're going to be happy to produce? I, I get guest post requests all the time. Like mm-hmm. every week, I've got people emailing me, DMing me, like, "Hey, I want to do a guest post for this," and like probably seventy five percent of them suck. Like even if I say mm-hmm. sure, you know, and, and and they write the post, I go look at it, and it's just not something that I would post on one of my sites because like I, I just don't 
you know, it's just not the quality that I would look for. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've done a lot of those guest posts and had them accepted. So like, what would you say for people who are trying to get their foot in the door and create that first piece of content? What is your strategy for going about making sure that it's a quality they would they would accept? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say before you even think about marketing, writing, content marketing, anything, I would say just take a step back. Think about your favorite news publication. What is consistently giving you the scoop? Like which which publications can you rely on to tell you something that you really just did not know before? Um, and my, for me, it's the first one I think is Business Insider. Like every time I read Business Insider, it's like this crazy angle on something I never heard before. You know, and the writing is good. It's as nice as think, but the main value there is the fact that it's just original insight. Um, it's journalistic content and like great content marketing is just journalism. I don't know why we don't just call it journal. We should call it content <laughs> journalism because that's what it is. I mean, like, uh, you can, you can be like a one in a 1 billion writer that just rewrites something on Google search, or you can actually take the time. It doesn't, it's not even that hard. All you got to do is talk to some people, take the time to learn about something and present original insight. You've got like, you don't have to be like the, I mean, you have to be a good writer, don't get me wrong, but you don't have to be the greatest writer ever if your ideas are good. The number one priority is good ideas. Like, so if you got like a, you know, like a poorly written like guest post by someone who's, you know, pro- probably not comfortable with English, but they're like, they're giving you original quotes, like original ideas, stuff you that you didn't know, you're probably going to say, well, yeah, I have to do a lot of editing for this, but it's totally worth it. Right. But the same post that's just, you know, remix search into results, you're going to say, you know, sorry. But it, it's the ideas. Writing is a vehicle for ideas, ultimately. It's not an angle in and of itself. So when you're thinking, okay, how can I be a great writer? How can I really stand out? It's just show original insight. Show or just do things that other people don't. Um, and, and then use creative ways of expressing those ideas too that other people don't do. Remember, content marketing, it's not writing marketing it's content marketing content is everything content is video content is infographics content is gifs or gifs or however you pronounce it um <laughs> this use every means at your disposal like i started on my blog i i started producing videos for every single content that all the content that i publish i produce a video i place i embed it in the article and just summarize and just discuss the topic like more off the cuff you know, and, and that, that it's not even hard. I, yeah. I, I just discuss my thoughts on things, but it is genuinely insightful. Yeah. And then, of course, I'll use Canva and make in, uh, like graphics. I mean, we have reached a point like if this was like, you know, 10 years ago, you know, you say, oh, you need to learn how to edit. You need to learn how to use Photoshop and design creative suite. But we have there are so many tools that have totally streamlined the process of creating content that there's really no excuse like, not to leverage them to the full potential. So if yeah. you want to be a good content person, original insight produced, um, translated to the audience and, and, and the most, how do I put it? I want not creative way possible, but just like leveraging all the means at your disposal to convey those ideas effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, you touched on having unique ideas and also like presenting them in unique ways that I think that's like the, the core piece there is like, if you want to stand out in your content writing from the run of the mill content writers, you know, what, what most especially new or new content writers or copywriters or whatever, you know, your role is, but 
new people in the space of like, let's create articles, let's create content for websites. A lot of them will just go look at what's on the search engine at the time. They will note down like the first five results, some of the good points they made. They'll try to look for areas that like maybe they didn't comment on. They might even steal some of the stats that are already in there and just use them in their article, right? Like they'll look at the images that are there and they'll say like, let me make an image that looks like that, but it's a little different, you know, because they, you know, they think, oh, if that article got to the top, it must be good. And so I need it to be like that. And often what gets you to the top is not being like what's there. It's being better and different, right? And, And one of the big, you know, things that like you mentioned that you started doing video Video is a really big opportunity that a lot of blogs don't take advantage of right now, mm-hmm. especially if it's if it's hosted by YouTube, um, because Google now owns YouTube. They mm-hmm. work together. YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world, right next to Google, and, and so those YouTube results will appear just like your normal Google search pages will. And if you embed that into a page, you sort of get like those double benefits back and forth between the two search engines to boost you even higher, and and you know even considering some people just can't do video like they they are paralyzed by being on camera they can't speak without stuttering or trailing off or you know struggling to find the right words you know or and that paralyzes them even if you can't do video you can do creative graphics around data you can create bar graphs you can create line charts you can create infographics right um, and, and unique designs, not hard anymore. You mentioned Canva. I use Canva religiously. Canva is like, mm-hmm. it makes my life so much easier. I'm not a designer by trade. I can do a little here and there, you know, you throw me a Figma file and I'm going to spend eight hours to produce like the simplest little thing. Canva, I'll produce eight weeks worth of content in two hours because yeah. Everything can be templatized. There's so many existing templates that can be used and adjusted and edited that are well-designed. Like there's not any excuse to not create quality images for your work, quality, quality stats and data. Um, and, and to your point, you know, providing unique ideas, it doesn't have to be data. Everybody's default goes to data of like, well, how am I supposed to get you know, a stat of like, I don't know, the how many cakes were produced in 2022? How am I supposed to get that stat? Or like how many cakes were produced that were chocolate versus vanilla? Like, I don't know how to find that data. Well, it doesn't always have to be data. You can get quotes from people who have never provided quotes anywhere, whether it's data or not. If it's an influential enough person or somebody who has authority in that space, that is unique data that's a unique point of view that nobody else has that can help you to both get your guest posts or get your paid posts whatever accepted by a client um, and equally have them perform for that client so that they keep coming back and wanting to do more work with you Um, because you know like you said it's journalism at heart right you have to find create or discover that unique information and present it in a unique way so i really love that um from that approach. And then I also want to hear your input, you know, on the SEO side, I think SEO is an area where things get so complicated. There's so much to learn. You've got on-page SEO, off-page SEO, you got technical SEO, you've got all these things. And I think new marketers 
hit hit the SEO problem like it's a brick wall and some people get through it and some people like give up and and I would I would go as far no data don't have the real data but I would go as far to say like 50% of the people who start to get into writing websites or content for websites hit that brick wall and then stop and then they don't do it and they can't they don't progress that career they don't explore that area of their life because SEO is so intimidating it, it's yeah. almost as intimidating as like coding programming for is you know like it's mm-hmm. people run into that and they're like oh my gosh this is so technical there's so many things to learn I can't do it I, I've found that it's a lot simpler than the internet and and like big figurehead marketers will convince you yes. that it is. It is so much less scary than mm-hmm. everybody thinks it is. You don't have to do all 9,999 optimization tips to get mm-hmm. ranked. You can yeah. really stick to like give yourself like a core 10, 15 that like you follow 100% of the time and your, your content will do well. You don't need to do mm-hmm. every little thing that is suggested by, by most marketers that you'll believe by reading an article of 1000 ways to improve your SEO. So mm-hmm. I'm curious from your perspective of, of having done this for a while, what are some of those like basic rules that you found actually have an impact and that that you always trust yourself to follow when it comes to seo um yeah it's exactly like you said it's not nearly as complicated as people say i mean sure it gets technical but yeah the foundation number one is content content matters when anything else content is 90 95 percent of seo um there's other stuff that matters too like links i can't links is another foundational thing i would say but it's still 90 percent content um, I would say the only technical thing that people need, that pretty much 90% of people need to worry about is does the website load quickly and like, is it read, is it usable? Is your website usable? That's about it. Like does, does it load within three or four seconds on mobile? Is, does the formatting make sense? You know, you're going to need, you need to know how H1, H2, H3, et cetera works. But besides that, like, is your website usable? Yes. Okay. That's like, that's most SEO. Now, now you just need <laughs> content and then some links can help. But um, so it's mostly content. I would say, you know, obviously, again, just like fourth time I said links, but links <laughs> is important. I, I don't think there is important. You know, this I get you got to be careful with this. Some people get really upset when you come at links. Some people are really <laughs> passionate about it. Maybe some of those people, you know, it's in their financial interest to be invested in links, but I won't get into that. But you have to be careful. People are very, very, you know, they religiously, and it, it is. I've seen like blatant results where it's like this is obviously like these results come from links. But the most important thing is content. I would say in most cases, you will get more back investing in content than you will invest in the same amount of time in links, especially if you're a one-person operation like me, or you're or you're just starting out. If, if you produce like 30 pieces of high quality content will return more than 30 high quality links. Those 30, those 30 high quality links are awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. They will make a difference. They will help you. But ultimately content is the foundation. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of an analogy for this. I mean, yeah, it, it's like, I don't know. It's almost like you're running a marathon, you know, content is what shape you're in. And links are basically like what shoes you wear, you know, bad shoes can like <laughs> kill your feet um, and good shoes can make you run, help you run faster. I, I don't know. But the, the main thing is like content 
And of course, is your website usable? And then links can help accelerate the process, you know, enhance your rankings, obviously, in a tangible way, but it's mostly content. So don't be scared of SEO. Just write stuff that's valuable on a website that's usable. That's that's <laughs> pretty that. much, yeah, that's SEO. I, I love the analogy, show. the marathon <laughs> analogy of like destroying your feet with bad shoes. Like that, that's a great way to put it, you know? Um, and then also just like keeping, keeping it simple is like have a website that's usable and write content that people want to read. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you do those two things, you'll be solid, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can, you know, as you do it, you know, you don't have to hit the brick wall. You can, you know, just start do that, write good content, make sure the website's usable. Those are two very easy boxes to check early on. And the Mm -hmm. rest of the stuff, you know, the little optimization hacks and the little tricks and, you know, getting into alt text and meta tags and, you know, H1, H2, you get into all of that stuff as you go, but don't let that be like, oh, I need to learn these 1000 different optimization things before Mm -hmm. I can start creating good content and getting stuff ranked. No, yeah. create the content, make sure it's readable and usable on your site. And from there, every time you release an article, try to learn one or two little extra things that you can change to make it better. Mm-hmm. And after one year, to, like to your obvious, your experience, after one year, you're going to be a different content writer. You're going to know so much more, you'll be so much better, and, and you're going to be in a completely different place by just doing like those, those getting started and learning along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're absolutely hitting the nail on the head with with all of these things. Um, I, I would like to give people somewhere to 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 find you, to talk to you, to work with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so for the audience, if they're trying to 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 get in connection with you or want to work with you, where should they go? What should they do? Well, I'm definitely I'm most successful my LinkedIn profile. Um, my my DMs are set to be open, so anyone can message me. Um, and you can connect with me too. The only reason I deny connection requests is because I think you might be trying to sell me something. <laughs> but like, if I if, if you're a genuine person who wants to make connection, I will accept your connection request, and I'm very accessible. So yeah, that, yeah. I'd say LinkedIn, and then my Twitter. I'm starting to invest time in Twitter, so that too. Perfect. I, and I would say one thing for the audience: anytime you're connecting, you know, with Sam, with me, with anybody um, on LinkedIn, if you really want to make that connection um, and you have great intentions add a note. You have the ability whenever you send a connection request, add a note on your connection request and just say why you're reaching out. You know, like I get connection requests all day long. First thing I look at is your headline. What is your headline? And a lot of the time you can tell this is like they're going to pitch slap me with mm-hmm. some offer. They're, they're, this is a selfish connection. You know, they, they just want to try to get some money out of me for something. And so those connections get denied. But mm-hmm. equally, I get a lot of connections where they send me a message and they say, hey, Hayden, uh, I saw your post on LinkedIn, really resonated with me, would love to chat with you about backlinks or LinkedIn content or whatever. And mm-hmm. those 99.999% of the time are getting accepted. And so personalize it, reach out to Sam. He's an awesome content writer. His content on LinkedIn is killing it. So make sure you follow him. He drops insightful stuff every single day. Um, and yeah, um, definitely, definitely work with him. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. I think this yeah, was an amazing welcome. session. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Very, very um, enriching, I think, for both of us. So that was awesome. And everyone listening, that's awesome. So yeah, sweet. Awesome. 
All right. Thank you for tuning in to Marketing Minds Episode 2. Everybody have a great week. All right. See ya.